Social Club podcast broadcasting to you live from EmoSocialClub.tv. I am Lizzie and Brian is uh, somewhere, I don't know, doing something, maybe recovering from last night. Um, so we're again, we're wrapping up our last bit of um, backdated, backlogged interviews. So today we're going to be jumping in and talking with Emma Rosa. This was a really fun convo um, with Bradley talking about their new music, the big 80s shift that they're doing um, from their OG kind of like emo sounding music that we all kind of grew up with and so much more. But before we get on into that, just make sure that you are keeping up to date with us on our social media. We have um, finally some new live stream guests coming up this upcoming Thursday. We have Tyler of Save Face hopping on the pod to hang out, chat with us, see what's going on with them before they head on the road for another tour. And we'll probably see them again at Riot Fest, most likely. So make sure you're keeping up to date with us at X Emo Social Club X over on Twitter and TikTok at and at Emo Social Club over on Instagram too, so you don't miss anything. Not gonna lie, I'm a little sleepy. It's Labor Day and I'm recording this intro um, while just having a day off for once in my life. So I'm not going to bore you guys any longer. We don't have anything too much too crucial yet to announce to everybody, but don't worry, we'll just be on the lookout. We'll have some stuff coming up, especially for the end of the year. Without further ado, here is our chat with Bradley of Emma Rosa. Air horns. Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from EmoSocialClub.tv. I am Brian. I'm Lizzie, and we're here on a nice Sunday afternoon with our new friend Bradley of Emma Rosa. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, my guy. Thank you. You know, for someone who didn't have an intro, you both kind of nailed it, and now I feel like I'm, I'm really put on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, uh, we faked that the first time, and we just kept it. And that's how we how we had to do it so you uh you got to show up now this is the kind of day we're gonna have yep <laughs> uh so bradley why don't you tell us a little bit about you and the band and all that good stuff uh all right yeah my name is bradley i've been uh in this band amorosa for quite a long time uh i think nearly a decade um started out a little bit heavier before I'm I jumped in, uh, kind of started changing the direction of the boat, and shifting, sense, evolving, devolving, evolving again, uh, depending on who you ask. Uh, and now we're this uh, brilliant alternative '80s pop influence, you know, a band. A lot of people think and has to be a thing. It's like a band, a band that makes what they want to make. Um, I am a former firefighter, former Air Force serviceman. I left. I started music a decade later, and this is this where I have ended up. You have such an interesting like direction that got you from like growing up into 
the music Very industry much. and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, it's always just so interesting. Like I could, I, I am a fan. I have been a fan of Emerosa for a long time, uh, Thank you. before and, and during your, your tenure at the band. Uh, and it's just like, yeah, like, man, you've done like so much shit. It's like, damn, I can't even remember everything. It's like, yeah, it's, I'm learning. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny to see, you know, and obviously so many bands out there and by no means is it like a knock to anybody because I mean, there's bands that I probably loved years ago that I couldn't tell you what they're doing now. Mm. But it's still, it's funny to me when someone listens and they're like, oh, I really like this new guy. And it's like, this new guy's been here for a decade, homeboy. <laughs> like, I, you know, I appreciate it. Just funny to still see that. I've, I've, I've had the reins longer than any. Mm-hmm. Thankful. Just, and there's so many bands out there you just don't know you know you don't know who's keeping up so all you can do is just keep keep jamming brother. it does feel like and, and i mean i think we should we can start off with talking about the new album uh the new song preach and and the 80s inspired the 80s inspiration on it Very uh, much. it's there are a lot of bands right now that are really leaning into the emo pop punk warp tour sound because it's getting real popular again and sure. you guys decided no we're gonna do what is us uh it, yeah. it, it feels very authentic to you um to, to this band's credit uh even before me i don't think that they ever uh no amorosa and its end always created its own uh, its own place it's always been something very special about this band uh, admittedly before i joined well and still today i think there's something very special like i haven't listened to while making didn't want to be, i didn't want to be immediately influenced so organically it was very much of the 80s, 80s influence there's there's it is just seething with phil collins and george michael and jackson that's just very evident in when you're listening you can feel that you can see that if you if you know that music um it, it, but amorosa was never really that emo pop punk i mean just never were they were they were heavy then they were you know most hardcore um whatever that is that that genre blending thing that happened and then we were kind of shifting from that to a more alternative rock and then you know, with with 131 it was very much just like an alternative rock record very much down the line of like an amberlin um mm. and then and then peach club we just took a took a left turn and said let's do this now uh and it it you know we didn't know what to expect when that happened, but it turned out to be very, very good for us. Um, thankfully, it resonated with people. And so, moving on, you know, Preach, I feel like we've made a more... We haven't, we haven't made Preach Club, despite, uh, <laughs> despite the fans' best efforts. Um, but we have made... We, we have doubled down on that direction and, and, and have... Uh, you know, pursued it in a more mature manner. I think Peach Club was very bright and colorful and 
you know, fun and and and, and almost almost childlike in a way. Uh, and so we definitely honed it in a little bit, and this feels a lot more mature. Obviously, we've only put out one song from the album, but to me, it feels like we're still going our own way and not really leaning into whatever the resurgence is. I think that's like important not to get lost in it too is because you have so many people who are saying hey we're either coming back or hey we're just going to put out music that's like the same shit that we did before even if though it was nothing on their path that they were doing now and now you're not getting lost in the sauce basically you're doing your own individual route and it makes you stand out a lot more. I did see on some of your socials people were like I kind of like your new stuff, but I really miss old Amorosa. And it's like, sure. well, people change, people evolve. Like, you can't mm-hmm. always make the same music that you made when you were, in, like, in high school. <laughs> I I agree. I, but I, I think there's, I, I do think there's something to be said, uh, you know, of the bands that they like what they like. Like, not everybody wants, you know, if, if your favorite food for the rest of your life is a grilled cheese sandwich, like... That's, you know, you like grilled cheese sandwiches. That's just what you like. And not everybody needs that, like, growth. Like, you don't, uh, you know, wait till that guy tries Gouda. You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't, it's like, you Some don't Kobe have Jack to. on that shit. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't, you know, sometimes you just love what you love and you don't want it to change. And I get that from a nostalgic point of view, you know, um, from a fan perspective, like, loving that, you know, people love stuff before me people love you know 131 uh people love versus you know people love peach club and at the end of the day what's most important to me is what uh is what e and i love um and so while we're very grateful obviously for the fans that love whichever record they love or what whatever version of the band that they love uh you know we can't sacrifice what we love to appease the internet anybody should uh, but there are bands that continually make you know they're in their pocket and it's like you know what kind of record you're getting from this band when they put it out and their fans eat it up and they're very comfortable doing that because that's maybe that's what they love to do maybe it's not what they love to do but they're you know they're so comfortable in that and, and I think a, a lot of that might be fear-based of not wanting to challenge their fans to grow because you've seen it you know you've seen it not work you've seen bands change their sound and it was like no we didn't like that and then they go back to their sound and they've already lost that audience and so they just don't get that spark back but i mean it's it's hit or miss also at the end of the day i would much rather be making a record that i love so i can look back and say oh I'm proud of all of the uh the sound you're going for is obviously very uh, 80s i guess people would mo- more or less say 80s although i do think like there is space within the current era of music to have 80s inspired music that is not like just 80s ripoff music it's like its own kind of genre within 80s music within pop music within rock music and it's like kind of creating its own space let's say like pale waves is a good example of like music that is of the time right now that sounds or has sounds like it you know from the 80s or 90s or whatever uh, right right or do you think like i mean are you just trying to be michael jackson or <laughs> uh no there are very much times where i am trying to be michael jackson but that is <laughs> like that's because i want to do it you know mm-hmm. like because i want to because i you know 
it's always been my number one, and I and I'm fine with that. Uh, no one is Michael Jackson, you know. Uh, I remember thinking when I was going, like when I went to my first shows, I saw Fall Out Boy. I was like, oh, Patrick's he loves Michael Jackson. Yeah. I know it's probably windy right now. I can feel. It, <laughs> it is. Yeah. Let me see. Let me see if uh, plugging in these bad boys might help. Probably does not help at all. <laughs> uh, let's give it a shot. Let's see what happens. It's still, still coming in, but we'll, I can. You know. uh, I can always move. Um, but, but you know, you see Patrick Stump, and he loves Michael Jackson. It's just the weekend. He loves Michael Jackson. Like, uh, as far as like you know, the '80s go. Like, yes, we definitely leaned in super hard. In my, um, but that's because that's what we wanted to do. Um, the uh, you know, like Peach Club was more like flashy and boppy, and you know, like I said, I do feel like it was very like childlike, and so. This is more, you know, uh, uh, this is a more adult, mature version. Uh, I mean, Preach itself is, is much more subdued, and uh, it's it's not even uh, by any means. Some of my favorite songs on on, on Peach Club are like the most the streaming songs, just like what I what I loved. And so we'll see what happens with this record because I feel like. Maybe I feel like some of the songs that were on uh, Peach Club were a little ahead of their time for Peach Club, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. like they fit on Peach Club, but I feel like they were already the next step and we didn't establish yet. And so maybe it didn't, didn't work out as well. Looking for some new music? The club has your back with our bangers only picks of the week. New York-based them punk collective The Pretty Criers have released their debut self-titled EP, and here is the main single from it, Run Rampant. If you're looking for something that's a little bit dark wave, but also a little bit hyper pop and just a little bit of everything, make sure you check out Cry A Lot's latest EP, Icarus, and here is a song off of it, Hurt Me. And Dallas's own pop rockers, New Heroes, drop their latest single, Upside Down. If you like what you hear, make sure to check out our Spotify playlist, Bangers Only, to keep up to date with the hottest tunes. Here's what I'm going to, here's where I want to go with this real quick. There is an objective lack of drip in emo, <laughs> pop punk, the rock scene. 
And you, if I may say, are quite drippy. Oh, uh, appreciate you. We were acknowledging. <laughs> thank you. Uh, I'm 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 happy that you were bringing this to the scene. So thank you for doing that. <laughs> um, we were watching the the video for Preach last night, and I was like, dude, like his fashion, his style, like the the even the the promo photo that was sent over. I'm like, damn, the mustache, like the look is just this is the look. And there's like so few bands that are just like taking that part of it anymore. And it's like, yeah, you just, you know, we show up in our flannels. What do you need? Yeah. Uh, I, I, um, I don't, it's just part of who I am. Uh, I, as I've matured and grown, it kind of evolved. The fashion is evolving. So as I evolve, it, 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 goes with me um i will say it was uh it was it was more fun putting the outfit together for e than it was for myself because <laughs> i knew like okay this is what i this is my look and and um <clears throat> we uh we like went back and forth with like e and i as far as like that video went like what i where i was like this is what i envision this is what i see happening very like you know, again, George Michael esque. Uh, you know, and and even with the the director, um, we went to um, we went to shoot the the video. I was like, you know, this is what I want. I want this like eight. And so he got it right away. Like the fast moving, the black and white. It's so he just like nailed it. Um, and uh, Thomas Dutton was the director. He was the singer for Forgive Durden. If you were ever mm, listened to that yeah. band. Um, yeah he did a fantastic job with the with the video and uh you know we got the choir in there and it it's funny that we have the choir in that song because while it is there it is not the it's not the song with the most prominent choir um which i'm excited for next because it's like the moment that i've wanted since <laughs> I, I i remember sending the next song that's coming out i remember sending it to my friend this is the song that you've wanted to make since you joined this band. You're <laughs> damn right. You are damn right. So I'm excited. But uh, again, my answers are long-winded. I uh, Thank you. No, I, I feel like, I do feel like, uh, you know, the the pop punk, that scene, they're, they don't lean so heavy into like the fashion. They're like, it's not about that for them. For me, it's a, I am very performative. Um, uh, and if you've ever seen this band live, you are you know that I'm very performative, and that part of it is the the fashion element is just as important to me as as the performance. So, do you agree with MGK when he was complaining about everybody wearing comfortable shoes on stage? Uh, you know, I'm gonna be honest. Don't I don't know. Ed. Uh, <laughs> that's fine so his uh his comment was about doing warp tour and how he would like see all these dudes wearing uh like comfortable shoes on stage and he was like everybody should be wearing boots or like converse or like just the the style and the fashion of it is such an important part as a musician when you're performing live and when you're making a video and like rock music just doesn't have a lot of that sense of showmanship with the outfits it's just like we make sad music we make rock music and just listen to it and it's like there you need like that extra 
mm-hmm. extra little spice on top, you know? And, and the shoes was like the comment, but it was like, you're really like making a comment about how people dress on stage and putting on a show and making the audience feel like they're, they're seeing something special. Uh, you know, sometimes I think people should just shut the fuck up and mind their own business. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> uh, partly, I mean, uh, to to my take, uh, in a sense, I agree. Like, for me, the fashion is important. I'm not going to tell this band what kind of shoes to wear. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. Uh, side note, we don't love MGK here. We are cool with his records, so I don't, we, you I, are I, not I, offending anyone. I don't have a take. I'm not, I am not, uh, I, I do not have a take. I'm not familiar. Um, you know, I obviously know the name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, you know, it's just not my, I, it's not the kind of music that I jam. Like by all means, uh, do what you got to do to take care of your family. You know? Like hmm. all, all power to him. I'm not, uh, I'm not familiar with his music, but it's crushing it. Whatever he's doing. <laughs> I did, I did see a really funny thing about uh, him playing guitar and it like, actually playing guitar. Yeah. Uh, but I can't say much cause <laughs> I can't, I can't play guitar for shit. I remember the last tour we did, we played Ready to Love, and I played guitar on that tour. And I told uh, Parker, our sound guy, I'm like, "Man, I'm I'm really bad at guitar." He's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, "No, he's like, I know, I don't really have you turned up at all." <laughs> like, oh my god! I was yeah. like, I was like, "Thank you so much." Like it was, uh, and it's just power chords. But I'm, uh, I'm, you know, I'm. I sit down at the piano. I can handle myself, but mm-hmm. don't don't put a guitar in my hands. <laughs> not everyone's a guitar player and that's okay that that is okay some of us are just weebs <laughs> ah, i swear never should have said it never should have brought it's it great. up um, so uh, uh, for this um upcoming release that you have um you're on out of line records so you've navigated yes. away from the traditional kind of hopeless records what made you want to sign with out of line because looking at their site it's one berlin base and it's also a lot more metal oh yeah base so, and obviously I you love- guys are not too much in that vein <laughs> i agree so yeah uh uh, I think before the pandemic or during the pandemic, uh, we decided um, uh, we uh, Peach Club contractually filled our obligation to Hopeless. Um, and then we decided we did not want to resign with Hopeless. Uh, and that is how that that's that's it. Um, and then uh, we were approached by Out of Line. And I was like a little hesitant at first. I'm like, you know, I don't think we really fit. But that made me feel great actually because i'm like how much attention are they going to give to their to like to the pop side of their label that they're trying to establish and build like we are the flagship band of this genre on that label we are the number one priority of this world of music to that label um and it doesn't hurt that the offer was spectacular <laughs> um and so it, uh, you know, after talking to Andre and Nicholas, um, who kind of run the show, uh, they came out to Los Angeles, uh, met with them, and it was just easy decision. Very easy decision. Hmm. I think, like, it's, uh, there there have been a lot of, I mean, Sumerian records and, and that, like, trying to sign more 
a variety of acts. And I never really thought of how it's like, yeah, but they're going to focus a lot of attention on those, those different sounds because you know, they want to establish that. And, and I, and I think things are different now. Like, you know, when I was starting to learn about music, I very much was like, Oh, what is fuel by ramen doing? And what is, you know, what is uh, fearless doing? Um, that's not really, no one, no offense to anyone, but that's not how people are finding music now. No one is going like, oh, I wonder what, the, you know, the vast majority are no longer doing that. Back then, everyone was on like, you're on the Fuel by Ramen Street team because you want to learn about Fall Out Boy. The Academy is, gym class heroes. Like, that's, you know, you wanted to know. Uh, I mean, you know, victory, you know, victory's heyday. I love the, I love 1997. <laughs> uh, and I was like, what is this label doing? What is this label doing? And now, like it's changed because the the veil has been lifted and people see what you know and people see everything they know what it is and how labels work and and that's not you know arguably the best place the best way to find music is not like what did this label sign because you're almost in a way being force-fed what this person's taste is mm -hmm. you know obviously you know everyone knows like right now the best place to find music is you know Spotify playlists or uh, or TikTok or just word of mouth it's 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 very much not label are you on that feels less important these days and there are definitely labels like pure noise ended up signing Mothica and that who blew up on TikTok and then they subsequently gave her a subsidiary label to run what she tried mm. to explain to her followers on TikTok and it kind of didn't go over <laughs> super well slash went over their head. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think it's like that. You see a lot of these labels trying to now be like, oh, the TikTok gang, like we have to get that. But then they just yeah. keep going on that viral train and it doesn't really develop as fully as they yeah, as it could. Yeah. There's some artists who have blown up from it. There's this artist Blue to Tiger and or Tigra. I'm not exactly sure. Mm. First her band on TikTok, you know, got sold out to her taking off. Like I said before, there's a lot of bands out there. There's bands that are selling out, you know, a 5,000 cap room two nights in a row who I've never heard of. And because there's so much music out there. And, and when you're in, think about this world, it's such, it's 2% of the that's out there. It is, and and we, we, we tend to think that it's like the end all be all. Uh, because when you're in this bubble, it's the whole world. Uh, and that's, that's not the case. A lot more space for smaller communities. Smaller being relative. You know, it's not like you have world, national, international fame. It's more like I have a devout crew of, yeah. you know, a few thousand people that listen to my music and they come out to shows and we sell out rooms and yeah. you know, we don't have to do full like month long tours. We can do a few shows here and there in some different cities and sell them yeah. out and just have a good time with the people who want to be a part of it. And people may never know who that, that artist is or anything. You look at somebody like Russ, who's just in uh, like hip hop artist who's completely unsigned and he has crushed the idea um, for artists, cool to see, doable. Obviously, career has spanned years and years and years. It's not like an overnight thing, and and sometimes 
that backing, Rodrigo, or something like that. But <laughs> so, what are some of the more newer influences that you've been into? Oof. You know, to be honest, there there haven't really been any uh, new artists, as far as you know. The band goes. That's it. It's been a long time since I've heard a band that I've been like. Oh. And I don't know if that's like me or if it's, you know, like I'm getting I, I I'm getting hyped because I see uh, Riot Fest is is bringing the Academy is back and you know mm -hmm. that's that's the stuff that I'm getting. Um, I, I and maybe because I've more into podcasts and things like that. definitely there's not a band you know you know who i think has been grinding on their own vibe and like and taking off is chase atlantic mm -hmm. um, yeah, we really like chase atlantic yeah they i was uh listening to their newest record and i was like this is dope and then i heard a splice loop in their song that actually used for a, song, for a song that I did uh, that made me laugh. I'm like, man, they didn't even they didn't even try to hide this. They're just like, yeah. Put it right in. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah they're, uh, I, th I think they're very cool, unique. They're doing their own thing. Um, uh, one of my students um, um, who I, I, I teach singing and songwriting lessons, but one of my students who I teach singing lessons to, uh, he's in a like pop punk band called first and forever um and i think you if you're if you're into like the emo uh pop punk vibe i think you might really like them they're about to go on tour with broadside um, yeah they soon. were on twitter i think they followed us like a few years ago and i was like is this a fake account because they kept unfollowing <laughs> us but then i saw them again on tiktok i'm like okay so it's a real person so that makes me feel better so they so they kept unfollowing you and following you yeah Oh, I'm dogging him so. Oh yeah, bad. no, this was like a couple of years ago, and then they were like, I didn't, I couldn't tell. I was like, what is going on here? And like, it wasn't yeah. that developed because I like to research it, and I'm like, okay. And then they had a song that had something to do with Chicago, and I'm like, you're from Arizona. What yeah. are you doing here? Oh. And then I was like, I I'm not gonna uh, entertain this anymore. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. And then like, to be um, fair. I think over the last like few months, I saw them pop up on TikTok. I'm like, okay, this is a real person, and I'm uh, very yeah, glad uh, it's a real person. But my guy, yeah, it's a it's, a, it's a, a real band. They actually just did some stuff with with Courtney Ballard, who did our last two records. So, um, it's good. You know, it's good. He's a good singer. Now, now that I got no. <laughs> <laughs> my doing. Yeah, uh, you're welcome, Alex. <laughs> I know how you've been doing that for a while, right? With the, the yeah. singing lessons. How's yeah, that yeah. been going? Like, especially through the pandemic and, uh, and all that. You know, it definitely took a dive during the pandemic because people didn't have, you know, people had to kind of get rid of the, the leisure activities that they really liked. Mm -hmm. uh, I definitely had some people, you know, who could stick around, you know, if you work from home or something like that. But pandemic hit a lot of people hard. Um, and I, and I, definitely lightened my workload around like album recording time. Like I usually keep around 40 students a week. Um, and so I dropped it down to 20, but I've, I've started picking it up. So uh, if anybody hears this and is looking for singing lessons, hit me up. I've got some. 
I mean, it might be me, you know? Yeah, hit me up. <laughs> I, uh, I, I've worked with a lot of people uh, over the years. I helped people out, like, warped and just on random tours. People, what do I do about this, this, and this? So uh, it's, it's nice. I wish that I had that when I was learning. I wish mm -hmm. I had, like, somebody in the world of our music that, like, you know, not just a traditional piano, la, 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 mm -hmm. you know? Something a little more to help me find my voice. Are you sh if Patrick Stump was offering lessons when I was a kid, are you shitting me? <laughs> <laughs> and he definitely should have. I yeah. agree because I was a, uh, I was in choir in high school and college, and you know it's like oh I want I, I really like this style of music and I want to like it, for me it was a lot of like Brendan Urie and 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 that of like I want to bridge that gap of like the more theatrical like good singer musical and then like bring that into like the rock scene. Right. Uh, and it was like, yeah, I don't really have like a ton of contemporaries to learn from. It's a lot of people that are just kind of like scream singing and, uh, uh, you know, one note and yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll call out Jordan Pundick of just having a way too nasally voice in newfound glory. And I just couldn't get into it at the time. Yeah. The songs can be good. And he's, he's obviously learned a lot over the years. So, you know, Shouts out to him, but also like pretty nasally back in the day, and I wasn't Absolutely. about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so, what do you like? I guess, like, who would you say are like some good? I guess it's, it's hard to say because there aren't a lot of good contemporaries in rock music now that are like strong vocalists in the way that, like, you know, a lot of melody, a lot of vocal power like a lot behind it. There's not a lot in rock music, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen, you know, uh, live music to know because I never take it for a recording worth. Mm. Uh, you just can't because they can, these days you can doctor up the, you know, the lesser of, mm. so um, it's hard to know like, who's good you know people think that oh a high range is good and it's like that's just where your voice sits that doesn't make it you know it might be appealing to you that tonality might be cool you might like the way that voice sounds but good singer is so much what your what your tone is and it can be like you know there's there's singers out there who have such unique like great tone that maybe you know, people don't think they're the best live but they're still special vocalists uh like um David Jenkins from Third Eye Blind. Mm. Such a cool time. But, and, and I, I've, not what you want when you, no, I don't, I don't. Um, I wish, I, I wish I had somebody, I mean, definitely when I saw Patrick Stump, <laughs> I know it was a long time <laughs> ago, but uh, he's great live. Um, You know who you know who has a fantastic technique is uh, and, and and I maybe I'll get shit for this but uh, despite whatever you think uh, watching someone who has really really like top-notch technique is Ronnie Radke mm -hmm. um, and I don't I don't know him I met him once uh, but he like seeing him then we did warp together seeing his technique uh, he knows what he's doing in singing 
Yes. Yeah, I was about to say uh, disclaimer. Oh. In singing. <laughs> obviously, obviously Haley, but it's like it's known that she's a powerhouse. Yeah. Uh, Haley is a powerhouse for sure. Um. Um. Watching, uh, watching the singer of Spirit Box do that live take was pretty spectacular as well. Those were insane. Yeah, no, Courtney um, LaPlante is absolutely it, just pure yeah. insanity. Yep. Um, let's see. Yeah, off the top of my head, those are the ones that like jump out as far as like, oh yeah, I can rip. Do you, as a as a teacher? And I know I, I, this is more for other people. I'm a, you know, I'm a singer. I know what's mm -hmm. up. You know, mm -hmm. you know, I got, I got some. Hey, hey. About, yeah. All right. Uh, do you think that like a lot of this is just like you're born with it, or do you think that uh, there are a lot of singers that need to be trained? Do you think that there's like uh, a well, lot every that... every singer needs to be trained? Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's both. Yes, you're born with it, uh, and the people that are like, no matter what you think, you can be a singer. No, you can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, no matter how hard I try, I probably won't be a pole vaulter. Like <laughs> the vocal cords are a muscle, you know, the brain works a certain way. There's some people that just aren't born to do certain things and that's okay. Now, can you get better? Yeah. Uh, I can definitely become a better chef, but I'm not going to be running a five-star restaurant. You know, mm. uh, it's the same thing. Like, yes, you can get better. Uh, you can uh, to a point. Sometimes there's just a block and you, like that's it that's where your voice stops um and if you're born with it that's great you could possibly be better if adele never took singing lessons she might not be adele you know mm -hmm. and so i think that it's important to uh one respect the work that needs to be put in because it is work it is a muscle it has to be trained and you have to learn how to do everything properly and two uh you know a natural gift is a real thing like just is just like some sometimes a person who's never acted before like oh yeah we'll throw you in this movie and then they're spectacular like, <laughs> yeah because they're just they were born with something special it's like the teen movie scenes where it's like oh no no i can't sing and do this song i i suck at it and then it's like oh my god yeah. hey let's go <laughs> yep yep it's like pete wentz and fallout boy videos where he has lines okay you're more on the marketing end and the writing end <laughs> but you know you have to throw them in for it to, to bring it all together that cameo it's what, what the kids want <laughs> yep yeah give them what, give them what they want there, there are so many videos back in the day where it's like let's just you know have the the musicians act let's have the band act and it's like and really see the levels of talent on those music videos of like, yeah, yeah I mean, you know what? <laughs> you know, you got to think how young people, kids were back then too. Like, mm -hmm. And, you know, they're just people, you see those videos, you don't think about how young they were at the time because you look at them now and like, yeah, they were like, you know, maybe teenagers, maybe like early 20s and you're just thrown into that. <laughs> I remember my, our, my, my first video, I just had no idea what I was doing at all terrible hmm. trying to think of what your first video would have been with Emerosa. uh that would be people like me mm, okay yeah no idea what i was doing yeah. stupidest haircut no idea what i was doing <laughs> then we did i'll just wait and like we're like did we're all in these like banquet hall type outfits mm. like we were going to a wedding i'm like i'm fat still stupid haircut 
So the it was at a time when you were like, I gotta work on this drip, you know? I yeah, get I, drippy. I was not. I was not so drippy then. Not mm. so drippy. Pre, a pre-drippy Bradley. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> it's like in the Princess Diary scene. This like non-drippy, almost drippy, full drippy. drippy. Yep. It's the reveal. I feel like there's going to be people like being a 35 year old using the term drippy. I feel like people are going to be like, Hey, Brian, uh, maybe, uh, uh, stop that. It sounds disgusting. Now if Brian doesn't show up to the patio hang tonight being very drippy, I'm going to be a little upset. I know. I know. I've set myself up. I got to be drippy now. Got to suit up. I'm dripping, you know, I'm coming out just dripping. Love it. I love it. We also were like, there's two things that bands need to be more of in the future. And now in our the year of our Lord, 2022, <laughs> is drippy and thick. <laughs> we need more oh, wow. thickness <laughs> in these bands. Yeah. Now, do I know what that means? No, no you've been saying it. it. And I don't yeah, think I you understand it. what it means. I have no idea. It could thicky be drip. anything. Yeah, some thicky drip, you know? Love it. I would say... Uh, Bill Murray, the band, not the man. I'm not familiar. Uh, he, uh, he's, he's quite thick. Okay. Less drip, more thick. Gotcha. Uh, you, you, did you say you are not familiar? I'm not. I'm not. Uh, it is, can't remember his name right now, but he was the guitarist of Attack Attack and then yeah. left that band. Johnny Frank, I think, uh, and then went on to do this sort of like, they're just, Meme. weird but it's like it's kind of like Mimi but it's also I would put it in like hyper pop uh, hardcore rock and he definitely like acknowledges that he was part of this whole emo scene and okay. everything and like kind of yeah. like brings some of that back nice. uh, so it's yeah. it's fun it's just fun music to me like okay. I, but I would definitely call it thick it's very uh, bodybuilder centric <laughs> I will put it oh. that way too there's a okay. lot of bodybuilder th- shit with it wow like, I don't know why, but I've never heard anything like this, but I'll I'll definitely try it. Yeah, definitely weird. Definitely cool. Definitely like I do feel like there is a lot of room in the music industry now for like interesting, new, weird, like like changing up like everybody's expectations of what the music industry should look like or like. Yeah. You know who's dope is Don Don Broco. Everybody knows that, but. They're like a unique band that just do their thing and they're dope and they're dope. We were very lucky to to um so cool. Very cool. I think they're thick. I think they're, they're, dri- they're, they're I think they're thick drippy. There you yeah, go. They got, thick, drippy. they got style up there. They got drip. That's gonna be a yeah. new uh rating system now that we'll all have to mm-hmm. do. Number of C's, number of P's. Thick drippy to skinny skinny dry. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, for all your students, you're gonna be like, "Are you? You have to become thick, yeah. drippy. If you are skinny, dry, can't help you. Yep. This is your new goal. Feel so skinny, dry. Yeah. You got. You got to thicken up that drip. Um. You know, it's early in the day. I plan to get drippier, but I don't know how thick I'm gonna be by the end of the day. Oh, give it time. <laughs> Oh, like, oh, what, what have I done? done what have I done? <laughs> so with talking about who have you previously toured with, um, I know mm-hmm. you kind of said that you have some more things being released soon. 
but are you planning on touring anytime within this year or are we going to be waiting until next year? oh man you know it, I, I go back and forth i would love to play some shows this year i would love to you know i would love to do something i really would uh admittedly i am still a little hesitant because i see friends out there having shows canceled left and right still you know you have to have your covid compliant officer on every tour and like one person can shut that thing down and then it's a huge risk um so I, while i'm while i am itching to perform because there is not a band like us uh i also am, am like you know we're we're looking at it we're looking at it i would say next year there will absolutely be some touring this year uh, I'm not 100% sure. If anything, it would be later this year, uh, and it'd be you know some select cities, um, probably like a Chicago, LA, New York kind of thing. Nothing, nothing is set in stone, so don't you know take it with a grain of salt. But um, I would love to. We'll definitely be touring. There is a new record. There is more music coming. All of that is happening like to hear chicago on that list yeah. so makes me makes me happy uh yeah i do feel like it's it is kind of strange about how many like big tours have started up along with like the huge festivals that are you know uh yeah. all happening right now and it's like there's like that like difference between like how it used to be where you would just go on a long tour you'd be out with a bunch of bands and you know, like you said it's much more risky now but then you have like an outdoor festival where it's like we're just doing one one show and then we're like doing it on the friday and we're home by saturday you know it's like i don't know which is better or how that's like balancing out you know i I don't either that's not my it's not my job to know the answer i just follow what my gut says and what the science says uh tough to know i i do think admittedly i think that there was a lot of bands out there went out too soon um they paid the price for that, you know, and their stuff got shut down. Uh, and I think that that was the right move, personally, because I I love fans. I love, you know, like there's a lot of people that come to your shows and super thankful for them, but not everyone's thinking right when they're at a concert, especially in such a hectic time, like a year ago when people were still trying to do tours. And, uh, you know, you've got people going out, maybe getting sick, going home, getting, like, that's how, you know, that's, do the math, man. Don't, 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 don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, I don't know, I, I, uh, maybe I'm hypersensitive. About I think that there was a lot of irresponsibility right out of the gate uh, that's just gone overlooked now things are kind of back to normal. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we didn't get to see Spirit Box on the Under Oath tour because yeah, they got COVID. COVID the day before. And we were very upset because of course. that was going to be an exciting part of the show. Yep. It's like, well, I want you to be safe. And, you know, yeah. the, the the fans are, I think, for the most part, understanding. I have seen some fans go, of course. Well, what the fuck? And it's like, no, just... Yeah. It's like, well, do you want I mean, to get, get I get both... Yeah, yeah. I, I, I get both sides because one... Yeah, like music took a really big hit. We need to get back out there. We need to perform. We need to make our living. Mm-hmm. You know, 
And so, yes, I understand like wanting to get back to it, but then you have those situations. Like you let down thousands of people because uh, somebody because of somebody's irresponsibility. Uh, and and, and it's, it might not be any fault of their own, you know? Could it just been walking into a grocery store with a mask? You know, you never know. You never yeah. know. It just sucks. It just sucks, and I don't blame anybody. I just, I'm just not sure if I want to take that risk yet. Yeah. I think that's very fair. Yeah, it's understandable. Yeah. Um, if you... So on this record, if you could go out with anybody, and this is in a perfect world, perfect situation, so... Uh, you know, maybe next year, maybe eventually, uh, you know, when this whole thing blows over, uh, who would you most want to go out with? This record? Mm -hmm. That's tough. Maybe a Bruno Mars? Ooh. Um, right. You probably didn't see that coming. Uh, you know, I honestly was like, the there's all these, sense. uh, yeah, the music makes sense. There's a lot of like bigger, like pop artists who will like bring out like smaller, the opener will always be yeah. like a much, a, a really good smaller band to mm -hmm. like, uh, just kind of show up and, and get the audience hyped. And it's not necessarily always in their same yeah. genre. You know, I mean, obviously like a, like a Bruno Mars, like a Maroon 5, a Neon Trees, um, mm. I, and, and, and. And, and I hate this comparison because I think it comes from a naive place from the listener. Uh, because to be fair, like I see the compare people people hear an '80s guitar and they immediately think that you want to rip off the 1975. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like, man, there's so many bands that are doing that, and that was happening before the 1975. Not to take anything away, that's a great band. I was I saw them at the Coachella before the pandemic. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, had absolutely no influence on this album. They would be a great, obviously, obviously they would be a great tour. Um, it's tough to know. Like, I want a headline. I, I want to because I want to play. <laughs> I want to play more of the record. You know, yeah, I'd yeah, rather true. be picky about who we bring out. Uh, but you know, it doesn't work like that. You need to get in front of new people. So, um, tough. It's, as far bands as bands, I don't know who like you know sounds like us as far as bands. Not that I'm not saying like there aren't them, like they don't exist. But as far as like upper echelon of what we're doing, I don't know who else there is. I don't know who's doing it. I think like Pale Waves would probably be one of the closer bands. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is another band that got told they're ripping off the 1975, and it's like they were produced by two of the members of the 1975. They're on their label. What do you okay. mean? Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, which, I mean, those are two bands I absolutely love, so I have no issue with it. Like, it's like whenever you do something, that's like that's who they go to. They go to the biggest example of it, and it's mm -hmm. like oh, you sound like this. You know, if if we started putting butt rock vocals people are like oh they're trying to rip off nickelback like God. <laughs> you know like as soon as it's like any band if they it's like uh you know panic was trying to rip off fall out boy or, mm -hmm. it's like um <clears throat> they're always going to go to the biggest the, the band with the most notoriety that has a similar sound in my opinion 
Because that's the easiest. I think yeah. that's also. And like, I always think it's funny. I think it's also it's just, people like you're like trying to explain it to people who don't listen to like other than what's on the radio or like just general bigger people mm -hmm. in the music mm -hmm. world. So if you're like like when I was telling people like, oh, I have this emo podcast and I tell people and they're like, what do you mean emo? And while people argue about it all the time, like, oh, fall out boy, panic at the disco. They're like, oh, OK, cool. If I were to say like, oh, Emma Rosa, oh, um, Ann Arbor, they'd be like, whoops. Like we know who who everybody is, but other people yeah. don't. Yeah, that's why that's, there's so many bands out there, and we're such a small, like this world is such a small bubble compared to the general listener. It really is like so small. I think it's fine though. Like I I I I, 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 I feel like you uh, you and I share that we're just like okay, the internet is talking. That's cool for the internet. You guys go ahead and you guys talk on the internet. Have a good time. And it's like I'm just gonna continue to like what I like, and I'm gonna listen to what I want to listen to, and I want to hang out with people that are like, this is what I'm passionate about. This is what I'm into. I want to hear yeah. that person talk, not like yo, this band is just like ripping this off. Like, who gives a shit, man? Like, yeah. okay. And if it's good, yeah. it's good. If it's not good, it's not good. That's all that matters, like, whether yeah. I'm into it or not. There's a lot of energy wasted on complaints. Mm -hmm. uh, I washed my hands of it a long time ago. <laughs> Do you feel like uh, the new form of this band is uh, is like positivity and like in this world of everybody's sad and everybody's like dealing with their shit you're like hey i want to be positive uh, i think it's much more chill there's less pressure you know before when we when we made peach club it was so high stress and very much like we have to succeed and this is the dream and you know so much you know, where we want to go instead of where we were like mm -hmm. we we did the peach club tour the tour completely sold out amazing and in the moment, I couldn't appreciate that because I was so focused on, well, what's next? What are we supposed to do next? What do we do? Like, we just left, uh, we've left our old label, and now, like, where do we go? How do we get the next tour? How do we get the next this, this? I wasn't like, oh, man, we're in the middle of a sold-out tour. I'm having the time of my life. Like, wasn't enjoying that. And now, with, he and I have just talked, and it's like, we're, we're making a record after after this you know huge lull in time of not doing anything and the world shutting down like we're back to doing what we love uh and we just are enjoying it and bring out the next song we want to do what do you want to do in this video i don't know okay let's brainstorm let's just do it and not like who do you want to go on tour with i don't know let's see what's out there you know it's like it's not so much like oh, man i spent a decade in the rat race and I have a hard time remembering it because I was so stressed the whole time trying to appease people or trying to be successful and do this and that. And it's like, wish I, wish I just was vibing, loving it while I was in it because I have a lot of great, you know, a lot of cool accolades, a lot of cool memories, a lot of cool, like, you know, so many great things and people. And I just took a lot of that for granted and did didn't love it when I was in it. And now I look back fondly. Uh, and I'm thankful for that because I could look back like, oh, I wish I had wish, wish, wish. But mm. um, but yeah, our, our going forward, it's just happy to be 
spooky music. I like that. That's positive. Yeah, that's I mean, good. Yeah, it's, positive. It is. it's like living it is. in the moment and just like enjoying mm -hmm. what it is now. It's a very Andy Bernard cliche, you know? <laughs> From The Office, right? That's what yes. we're... Yeah, I'm like... Because now all I think of is like the nerd I watch The Office way too often, like every night, just put on a few episodes and Lizzie always gives me shit for it. And I'm like, sorry, yeah. it's my generation. Yeah, I'm noticing that Lizzie is not an Office fan. No, I am not. She is. There's actually not um, of that generation. In my, in my office at one of the colleges I teach at, I have that was left by the previous tenant. Um, one of the guys, I think his name is Kevin, and it's just his face as a clock. So Amazing. me and my engineer, because mm -hmm. I used to go to undergrad with him, we hide it around our the office for us to find it and it's like a jump scare every single time and i'm always like do i just take this home with me to give to brian but i'm like no i need the jump scare hide game I in my know. life for the office for somebody that doesn't like the office that's a very jim dwight thing to do i don't know yeah. what that means yeah exactly i just haven't had I time to watch much tv in general though so there's that the show's been on for like years i yeah. haven't had time in and it's more popular now than years. it's ever been yeah. that's true that's true yeah i went to the uh i went to the office experience i took my mom in chicago mm. oh okay. yeah it was, it was amazing i had some friends yeah. working there actually mm -hmm. really cool yeah also doing the friends and all that but the office is much more like yeah the office is much more the generation that i'm a part of same yeah lizzie's too young that's right I don't know. I watched the the recent Our Flag Means Death because my friend sat me down and we binge watched it for mm -hmm. a night. So that's where I'm at. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, we got about five minutes left. I want uh, in the interview part. We're gonna talk over on Twitch. So if you're hanging out with us over there, we're gonna we're gonna answer some questions. We're gonna go a little bit deeper. You know, that's what we All do right. over there on the Twitch. Uh, for a little bit longer, but before we end the recording part of this, uh, I want to give you a chance to shout out like where people can find the music, where people can find you on the internet if they want to follow you, uh, if they uh, if they want to sign up for vocal lessons, where they can do all that good stuff. Yeah. So, uh, well, again, my name is Bradley Scott Marosa. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, Amarosa, uh, E M A R O S A. Twitter, Amorosa, Instagram, Amorosa. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Bradley Scott, where you can head to my website if you're interested in vocal lessons or songwriting. And that is badlyscott.com. Take out the R. I was spelling it wrong here and there because I'm like, That's okay. badly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I have like my, like my R&B stuff I do on the side under badly. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Easier. That's fair. Where can everybody okay. hear yeah. the R&B stuff, though, now? Now we got to shout that out. Badly, B-A-D-L-E-Y, on Spotify. I've only got three songs, but they're, but uh, you can have sex to them. <laughs> That's true about a lot of music, I will say. True. <laughs> so you could have sex to almost every song. Mm -hmm. You uh, might have a weird time during, like, say, the hamster dance. Oh, my God. you can do it. You're into what you're into. Yeah, listen, you can or, figure it out. Listen, there was somebody in the pit of Fit for an Autopsy, I think it was, uh, who was getting eaten out uh, in the middle of the pit, but then got proposed to. So I feel like, again, hey, it's a mindset. We don't kink shame here on the Emo Social Club. See, Brian's concerned. I feel like oh, you, I, I have said it to you Oops. at certain times, like, there's some kinks we can shame. But also, overall, that, that, that one, 
okay, fine. All Kink, right. do what you got to do. Other ones, questionable. Fair enough. I got thoughts on some kinks. I'm like, and that's and that's the show. That's the show, guys. <laughs> that's the show. We'll continue uh, um, Brian kink shaming people over on Twitch. No, <laughs> no. Um, can anybody like uh, pre-save or pre-order the the record? Is there any information about that yet, or is that nope, still not forthcoming? Yet. Not yet. That's still forthcoming. Uh, all right. Album announcement and, and new single next. So it's all coming next month. All right. Hopefully. Then you got to follow and and find out when it when it's there. That's right. uh, but in the meantime, go check out Bradley's drip in the preach music video. Yeah, uh, thank you. And uh, and and compliment the mustache. Compliment the glass. Are those the same glasses from the video? They too? are. They oh, are. Yeah, I look go. like the the bad guy in the Sonic Hedgehog video game. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Robotnik, mm-hmm. I'll get you, you head. Sorry. It's... Oh no, the weeb's coming back out, huh? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> weaving. That's that's video game and yeah, that's different. Dude, that's different. I was. Real into Sonic Listen, before I also that became Sonic a kink. As a child, I get it. Yeah, I don't love that. That's a kink. like that's a kink I shame. If you're into Sonic the Hedgehog, like Rule Thirty Four, like I'm out. I, like that's shame Perfect. you for that. Shame. Perfect. Shame. There's limitations to uh, some things, and that's that's the limit. <laughs> and that's it. And that's the limitation. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, we're gonna go hang out over on Twitch. Make sure to check out Preach. Uh, uh, follow Emerosa and everything to make sure you're there when the record is announced and coming out you can be a part of it you can be a part of everything you could see them in shows if you could shows happen it might and we're gonna be at the chicago one i promise you that i believe it (laughs) uh all right let's go over to twitch uh but for the recording uh bradley thank you so much for hanging out with us today it's my pleasure Thanks so much for listening, everybody, and make sure to also listen to any old episodes that you have come across and liked, and if you like this podcast, if you listen to it all the way through, because uh, you better, you can always leave us a comment and a five-star review over on Apple Music, Spotify, or wherever you listen to pods, you know, it just gets us more into the algorithm, gets us into people's ears, and, you know, hopefully it uh, gets people more interested in us. Until then, uh, we'll see you guys this Thursday, and we will see you next week with another new Emo Social Club episode. I've been Lizzie, and Brian is somewhere, somewhere in Chicago. All right, guys. Bye.